Uh, praise the Lord. Great to see so many of you here this evening. The midnight, the midnight mass crowd is always the, the strongest of all the mass crowds. So I know we're all sleepy, so I'll try to keep my words short. I don't promise that, but we all have hope. It's great to see all of you, dear family, as we gather here again this early morning. The question that's always brought to us now as we celebrate Christmas is what does Jesus Christ bring? Have you ever wondered that question, my brothers and sisters? What does the baby Jesus bring? And the clue is, as, as you, I'm sure as you walked up this evening, you see our church is beautifully decorated with lights. And through the hard work of our volunteers and our staff here at the parish, we are the most lighted church in all of Vacaville. But the, but the goal is, within a few short years, we'll keep adding to this. And the goal is to be the most lighted church in all of the United States. Hmm? That's the goal. Why? Because I want to scream to the world. I want to scream and yell in a world that has grown deaf to the words of God. I want to yell and scream to the world that the light has entered in. The light of the world has been born. And what does this light in the baby Jesus bring? The first gift. Jesus brings us God. He brings us God. You know, in Matthew chapter 6, when he was already an adult, they asked the Lord because they saw something in him that was different. They saw something different in him than anybody else. And they asked Jesus, Jesus, Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Because we see something in you that's utterly, utterly divine. There's something strange about you. And do you remember what our Lord said? Oh, we all know it. Because we'll, we'll recite it in a few moments. He says, when you pray, say, and then we all know the prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. Did you see what Jesus just did in that moment? Jesus reveals who we are in God. He establishes a relationship. He says, when you pray, say, our Father. Before anything else, because oftentimes we, we, we reduce prayer down to to stuff oftentimes, which is not wrong. We should ask for things, absolutely. But sometimes we could, we could go to the extreme and treat God as if he's an ATM machine and only go to him when we need something. But that's not a relationship, that's transactional. Rather, God says, before you pray, say our Father. God establishes a relationship, revealing to each and every single one of us that our value 
is that we are sons and daughters in Jesus Christ. There is a first gift. And once we truly penetrate this mystery that we are sons and daughters, something dramatically happens. I am no longer dependent upon what others think about me. My value is no longer my job title, who I am in this world, my looks, how you think about me. I am completely free from the chains of how other people view me. Why? Because no matter what I do, no matter what you say, I am a son of God and nothing changes that. Oh, the power of relationship. The second gift. Jesus shows us how to live. Have you ever wondered how to live? How should we live our lives? Have you ever longed for more as if something in the heart, the human soul cries out, How do I live properly? How do I get to heaven? With all the many gifts that God has given us, how are we supposed to use it in the world? For what? Ah, the baby Jesus. God, all-powerful, who created the whole universe, all-loving, all-knowing. He'll be born as a little baby. Notice that movement. Can you think of anything more vulnerable than a newborn child? Parents in here, do you remember when you held your baby, your first child in your arms? I bet you were terrified, weren't you? You were afraid you were going to drop the baby on its head or something, right? You were so terrified cradling that baby. Imagine God would become like that. He teaches us that we are called to be humble. You know our world values power, influence, prestige. Especially as men. If I, if I could just switch it for a moment. I want to speak to my brothers here. Brothers. Do you realize that our civilization needs strong men? Do you want to know why God made us stronger? Bigger? Why? Why did God create us men to be warriors? In Genesis chapter 2, it's the story of Adam, when God created Adam. God gave Adam a purpose. He says to Adam in Genesis 2, he says, Adam, I've given you the garden, which is poetic language for saying, I've given you the world, and I give you two charges to do, to till and to keep the garden. That's the role of the man, to till and to keep. The word till in Hebrew is abad, which literally means to work in the form of service. Second, to keep. 
That Hebrew word is shamar. And it has the connotation to defend. So now, with that in light of Scripture, why did God create us to be stronger? Is that we are called to take our strength and to use it in service of the other and to defend and protect God's creation. How radically different that is than what the world says if it was, you want to be a man. What does the world tell us, brothers? It's on all of the commercials. To be a man, you got to get a motorcycle. You got to get big muscles. To be a man, you got to get that big truck. To be a man, you got to have conquests. To be a man, you got to be powerful. But to what end? I dare say I want to follow the Christian way. To become a Christian man, strong. To lay down my life for my beloved. That is why God created men. To till and to keep the earth. Notice the example, what does our Lord do now? Our Lord will do precisely that. As he comes. As a baby. I hired that baby, by the way, to cry out. Why does God become a baby? Because he's at service to humanity. Why does God eventually will die on the cross? Because he's guarding and protecting us from our true enemy, sin and death. Brothers, We need strong men. We need strong Christian men to fight and defend the church, the poor, the oppressed, and to defend the name of Jesus Christ. I want to use my strength and what power God has given us for that. Can you think of anything more glorious? You can't. Because when we live our call to till and to keep the earth, we are behaving like the baby Jesus. This is not a quaint story. God comes to fight for us. Mm.